This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek, back in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I am in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 20th, episode 2770, brought to you by Eagle Equine Products. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, your grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hey, uh, we have some good news coming out of Aachen, Germany. And that is at the World Equestrian Festival in Aachen. We did really well. The United States did really well in both eventing and really, really well in jumping. So the U.S. eventing team came in second. It was the highest result of a U.S. team at that event. Uh, and it was the team comprised of Will Coleman, Sidney Elliott, Ariel Grald, and Tammy Smith, your friend. So, yay, Tammy! Yay! So they took second place at the FEI Eventing uh, Nations Cup. So that's something we don't hear a lot about over here, but over there it is huge. I mean, that well, is I, the show. Know, how? Uh, by the way, Tammy Smith is—I wish she was my friend. We just—I just know her. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I would like to say too, like I don't remember having such a giant competition so close to the Olympic Games. Yeah, they do this one every year. So I think Olympics are not the mm. the World Cup happens you know uh, so somewhere. So yeah, yeah. It, and it, and I saw a lot of pictures the driving was there as well and it is it is a neat place. I'd love to go there sometime. The US jumping team however won first place. The, this, the gold. This is the first time since 2005 they won first place. So that team was comprised of uh, Lucy Delorier, Laura Kraut, Brian Mogri, uh, and Jessica Springsteen. They had great rounds. They beat Sweden, who came in second, and then France took out the uh, third spot. So, yeah, that was uh, good, good, good news for the United States. We've done pretty well this year between Olympics and World Cups. We uh, are amazing. Yes, but, you know, it's been a long time. We've been working at this for a long time, but it's good to see that the teams are building and, and doing very well. Um, yeah, so just thought, and cool. some new names there, well, not new names in jumping, but new names on World Cup teams. Uh, I think Brian is 20 or 21. Wow. So, you know, pretty young. Uh, and Jessica Springsteen's not that old either, you know, so she's worked her way up and done very well. Uh, speaking of teams and things that happen in stadiums, we're going to meet the wife of one of our auditors who also happens to be the Scarlet Knight of Rutgers. Yes, she dresses up as a knight and rides her horse around a stadium full of screaming football fans. So we're gonna... <laughs> What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> we have the coolest listeners. Also, Deanne from Horse Nation returns, and we have some equestrian first world problems. All of that coming up on today's show. But as always... We have a couple auditor birthdays, Kelly Portner and Jody Hawk, and also Chris, 
who organized the AHP event we were at over the weekend. It's her birthday today. I saw she was still at the hotel today, and she said, it's good things you guys left yesterday because all the elevators are broken, and she's like on the 12th floor. Oh, no. (laughs) So (gasps) they're tearing down and getting everything ready to go home, and now they have to climb 12 flights of stairs to do that. So I feel for you there, Chris, and thanks for all your hard work. Also, new auditors in this last week was Sandra Booker and Dana Lyons. Now, um, I was surprised at something. I saw their amounts come in, and they were much higher than usual. Uh, Usually, I see an amount of $5 a month or $10 a month. Patreon started something new in the last month where when you sign up, you can elect to be paying monthly or you can pay annually, one shot. And apparently both of them paid annually. So thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> They're like, just get it over with. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, some people just don't like paying $3 a month. You know, it's, you know, just do it all in one shot or $5 a month or whatever. But thank you to both of them for for doing that. I was kind of surprised to see that come through. So, uh, I, but that's one of the changes that Patreon made recently. Okay, well, I kind of have two daily winnies. I'll put them both together because they're kind of opposite type of stories, which is Andrew Nicholson. Andrew Nicholson announced his retirement from upper level competition yesterday. He is no longer going to be competing. Of course, Andrew Nicholson, uh, the inventor of all eventers, and he is, um, what is his nickname? They call him Mr. Like something like sticky pants or something. And he's iron something. I don't know. Anyway, he has been competing forever. He has five burly titles to his name as well as the, let's see. He's won the five star three times on Avery and Mr. Smithy once, and then once on Buckley Province. He holds the record for most badminton competitions. He's British, and, right? From yeah, 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 yeah. And he has ridden in six Olympic Games. And wow. he announced yesterday that he was stepping down from upper level competition. He has given his top horse to Oliver Town on to ride. Um, <laughs> So that's fun. Swallow Springs. But anyway, apparently they're friends and what blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so Andrew Nicholson stepping down. Now the other. Now is this really stepping down or is this the Muhammad Ali stepping down? I don't know. He actually says he really likes to coach. And he said he, he's when you're busy riding horses all day at home and you rush off to an event, ride five, and then you go to the next one. He said, it's hard to get off that merry-go-round. Mm. He said, now I've got older, I've got to cut down on horses. He's like 60, so if I remember. He's right. from New He's a UK-based New Zealand national. So um, he's a, but what is his name? It's driving me crazy. Iron iron something like uh, yeah anyway i can't remember um but he's he's kind of badass so anyway sad news but let's go to some other good for him (laughs) yeah good for him take take it all take it easy buddy um the keeneland september yearling sale concluded it's sixth of 11 sessions on september 19th and last year they sold a certain amount. This year, they sold $40 million more. $287,455,500 is a cumulative sales of this year's yearlings session. So during the So racing session, is not ending anytime soon. No, people are fine. Horses sold 200 horses, is 280 Is it Mr. Stickability? Mr. Stickability. Thank you. Okay, good. I- Thank you. I said sticky seat or something earlier. (laughs) Sticky pants. I think that would have been a better nickname. Yeah, sticky pants, stickability. (laughs) Um, But anyway, it's an amazing amount of horses. In comparison to 2020, uh, $40 million more they made this year. That's stupid. (laughs) $287 million. Okay. So it's like trying to buy a truck or a camper or anything else right now, or a house. Prices are way up. Prices are way up, and that means that there's going to be some really nice, expensive yearlings that are going to need to be retrained for their off-the-track career, and I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) It was good to see you over the weekend. We got to spend at least one day together, and then Chad was there, and, and your son Lucas came. Yes, he did. That's because my fantastic... Uh, family was supposed to take care of him and it ended up being a mess. So I was like, Hey buddy, we're going to Dallas. And so <laughs> I put him in the car and drove down and I met Chad. He had been on a trip. So he flew to Dallas and we all met and 
yeah, so it was fun to have Lucas around, and he just loves you. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what you did to him, but he loves talking <laughs> well, to you. Well, we just talk on the show since he was been about two. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to Texas. Why? I don't want to go. It's too far. I'm like, we're going to see Mr. Glenn. Okay, can I bring my iPad? <laughs> like, that's, it was that's a nice surprise to see him and to, to see you guys. We had so much fun. We were the fun group. The podcaster group was the fun group of the year. Yes. We were the noisiest rowdiest group. I don't know if we were the most fun group, but we were the noisiest rowdiest group. We had to we 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 had to leave the 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 awards show because we were too loud. <laughs> but I would like to say congratulations to I mean, we didn't win the best podcast. No. It's fine. Guess who won the best podcast? A uh, Guy with an accent talking about diversity in the horse world. Yes. You can't beat that. <laughs> no. I told my friend Larissa, she was like, how'd you do it? I'm like, we lost to a Scottish guy talking about diversity. And she was like, oh my God, was he in a wheelchair too? Like, <laughs> come on. I mean, it's like a gimme. You win. It Even your awesome. Southern accent wouldn't have got us that. No. Uh, we no, wouldn't have won definitely that. Definitely not. But no. you know, Helena did got third with Stolen Stable. So, That's awesome. so the congratulations to her. She was actually here on Saturday night with Jennifer. She's in Ocala. She might stop by again tonight. So, so congratulations to her. And then second uh, was Take the Reins with another one of our show, Nikki. Nikki does no, Take Horse the Radio Reins. Network yeah. was well represented. We, we were, got fifth out of five. Except for us. <laughs> but there were <laughs> 20 entries. So there's that. Uh-huh. There were 20. I had the best sound clip I pulled out, though, of you. I think that was the best sound clip of all of them. Yes, it yeah. definitely was. And we still lost. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun hanging out and chatting and we, we definitely had a good time over the weekend and hanging out with uh lisa was there and debbie was there a whole bunch of people from horse radio oh my gosh it's so fun hanging out with that group of girls it was awesome group of girls and you know you and me yeah. um it was really fun thanks for buying our cocktails it was weird this has never happened so <laughs> this this the the this lady walks up uh, oh, maybe it was Lisa, Lisa Waisaki, who looked absolutely beautiful. Like she was, she put me to shame uh, as far as dressing. I, I, she made me feel like I needed to dress better. Um, so she comes down, she's like, what are you guys having? And, and I'm like, this is a cosmopolitan. And the bartender's like, they're waiting to see what she wants, you know? And I go, this is a cosmopolitan. And Debbie's like, this is a vodka cranberry. And she's like, oh, hey, that sounds good. I'll have a vodka cranberry. And the bartender brought drinks over. For all of us, <laughs> the, uh, like, I didn't order anything. I now I'm just an excuse to drink too much because it, they hand it off, and then they then Glenn's like, "I'll take the bill," and I'm like, "You don't want to because we didn't order those. We didn't mean to." But I, uh, yeah, just telling her what we had. Apparently, that was we were ordering, and drinks were not cheap there. Nothing is cheap anymore, Glenn. No, have you noticed that? Did you notice how, how empty this is? You know, somebody asked me, what well, was the hotel full? No, it was empty. It was us, and that was pretty much it. I never saw anybody on my floor. <laughs> I'm really? Going in and out of the elevator, and all the times I went up to my room, I never saw anybody on my floor. Wow, so, so, I think we were the only people there, because the, the one person that worked there, when I was leaving the ceremony, the, the award ceremony thing, uh, he goes, I, he said, have a good night, and I go, thank you, and he goes, no, thank you, thank it, you for coming. It was their first convention back. <laughs> Really? At this hotel, which had a lot of convention space. Um, and it was right by the airport. So, yeah, conventions are not coming back quickly is what impression I got. But it was fun to be there with everybody. And, I don't uh, understand why conventions can't come back. Yet 40,000 people, people pack a stadium. into a football game. Yeah, I know. And uh, and pack into airplanes. because I. But I got first class. I got upgraded. <laughs> I paid for an upgrade, actually. It's so fun, right? Oh, uh, I'd never been in first class in my entire life. And I will tell you a funny story because Chad laughed at this because I flew a American, so he knows how American planes are. And I'm in first class, and it was like a $50 upgrade to get first class. I said, yes, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I sit in the seat, and I see everybody else has their tables up. I could not figure figure out how to do the table, because it comes out of the arm, Uh and it has this little switch that makes it go, and I... Couldn't figure that out. I couldn't figure out how to make my chair go back. So I had to keep spying on everybody else because I didn't want to look like the idiot in first class like, for the first I'm time. I'm new here. I'm new here. <laughs> the guy beside me saw what was happening, who who seemed to be a regular. They even knew him. Uh, <laughs> and he says, it's the little button right there. And I went, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so I did feel like a rookie in first class. You're like, I'm new money, you're old money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that was funny. Uh, but it was nice. I got to tell you, first class is nice. I, I will say that. It's much yes. nicer than being cramped in the back. <laughs> if I get upgraded to first class, because we fly for free, we if there are any seats as the family employees, if there are any seats available, you do, you know, you get put into those first class seats. And so uh, I just can't not order a drink. It's like, I just, it's like, it's, it's free. Well, I was I, you know shocked what? when they brought food a... out. I didn't think anybody was getting food, but. Oh yeah. They get it up front. Yeah. yeah. They, they make you think that they're. It's still airline food, but it was food. You know, it was. <laughs> That's awesome. It was better than the pretzels. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do pretzels in the back anymore. <laughs> well, Here's let's do this. We have a few minutes. How about we do some first world problems now, and then we'll finish up at the end of the show. You want to do that? Sounds good. We'll let's get started it. with them. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. You usually ask me if we had any. We had a lot. I saw that. That's why I didn't bother asking. There's like a (laughs) hundred. Our listeners are suffering. So I had to pick some out and uh, just to share with you guys the, the battles that our auditors are going through. Now, these first world problems are submitted by the real people and they are submitted on our auditor Facebook page. I put up a post in the, in, on the Facebook page on Sunday night uh, or Monday morning and y'all fill it in. But if you have an equestrian first world problem, you need to become an auditor. Glenn, how do they do that? Just go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right-hand side of the page, the auditor banner, click it. And for as little as $3 a month, you too can join the party. Well, Kristen joined the party and she says, I won my first year end overall champion belt. Wait. Oh, dude, she did this toy. I won my first two year end overall champion belt buckles this weekend with my horse, but I can only wear one at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. You know what? They need to make a a belt loop that you can just like put like four or five, like all, all the way around the back, you know, cause then, then you'd have a goal. Let's make a, that, that'd be fashion, high fashion. Can you imagine if our friend Tammy put all hers on, she'd be, wouldn't be able to walk. She'd be just yeah. like dragging along. You can make <laughs> pants out of her butt buckle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colleen says, I went to a hundred pace today and it was amazing, but my helmet cam was pointed too far down. So my video wasn't any good. <laughs> You see a lot of the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like your hands. Yeah. <laughs> the horse's <laughs> wow, neck. Amazing. It's like it didn't even happen. Um, Adrian said, I got my horse a nice sheet for the fall rains back when we were riding consistently. But she's too round to fit in it now. Now that she's been a pasture puff, so we even have to ride her more or get her her old sheet back. Oh, my God. that She grew a lot. <laughs> she grew a lot. That's, that's a lesson, Adrian. You might want to call your veterinarian and devise a schedule (laughs) of feeding. Get a muzzle, green guard muzzle. Um, Angie says, there's a really, really good clinic that addresses float loading problems. But you have to get your problem horse on a float to get them there to start with. (laughs) (laughs) That is a big problem I've had with people going, I'm like, I can help you trailer load, but you got to get your horse here. You know, like... Uh, they can't. I actually ended up having to go to somebody's house to get the horse in the trailer to bring it here to then teach it to load. Like I can scare them into a trailer once, but they're not going to learn anything. So they have to come <laughs> here to learn it. And then they go. Home. Um, Stephanie says, I threw my back out a few days ago. And now <laughs> so funny. I threw my back out a few days ago and now I've got a toothache. But my horse is due for his chiropractic week this work this week, and then he's getting his teeth floated next week. So that pretty much uses up my available medical funds this month. Wait, your back hurts and your tooth hurts, and your horse is getting chiropractic and the dentist. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true what we do, right? It is true. Oh, see, Andy. Yeah, I, I was trying to find a pair of shoes to wear down to Dallas over the weekend. And I'm just like, oh my God, $12? That is too expensive. <laughs> God. Uh, Sandy says, I searched for ages for a COVID pony to share with my granddaughter. And he arrived Monday night. And this week I was free lunging him in our outdoor arena because being the newbie, he isn't getting turnout yet. He's 12 hands and two inches. He looked at me, looked outside and popped over our 45 inch tall half doors. He cleared it like he had wings. (laughs) Oh my God. 
It has taken me ages to find a pony, and I lose him in three days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The next one comes from Starbright. Starbright says, I'm trying to stay matchy-matchy, but like different companies have different ideas of royal blue. <laughs> oh, my God. I tried to use royal blue for everything. I totally get it because, like, I have these wraps and they're supposed to be the same color as my saddle pad. And then I've got, like, you know, a shirt and then a helmet cover. And it's, it's ridiculous. You're right. So, royal blue. I would expect nothing less from a woman named Starbright that she be matchy matchy. Of course. Wouldn't it be disappointed if she, like, wore all black all the time and was boring? And that's why she's complaining, Glenn, is because, <laughs> unfortunately, royal blue means different things for companies. It's ridiculous. Um, Jessica says, I groomed my <laughs> I groomed my horse before going out of town, noticing he was shedding just a little. I come back two days later, and he's got a full-on woolly coat. It's effing September in Florida. I guess tomorrow, after work, I'll be body clipping. <laughs> We are so You're, excited in Florida because our temperatures are supposed to go down into the 80s this week. Oh, my gosh. We're supposed to uh, – uh, Wednesday is supposed to cool off here. Um, Hannah says, it used to be light out at 530 in the morning when I went out to ride. And now it doesn't get light until 630. And it's hard to find a bay in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Emily says, I packed my horse's hooves today with magic cushion and I forgot to put gloves on. And after washing my hands a million times, they are still sticky eight hours later. <laughs> I don't you know didn't what that forget. is. It's, oh my God, it's the stickiest goo you could possibly oh, really? pack <laughs> in your horse's hoof. Like good for abscesses or if they're just foot sore. Oh my God, it's so sticky. And I'm going to call you BS on you, Emily, because you did not forget. You, were, you didn't have any and you're like, ah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> One more, and then we'll do the rest later. Um, Kelly says, I really want to show my two-year-old in a halter class near us since it's within walking distance and he needs show exposure. But I have all these silver-encrusted halters, and they don't fit my Dutch warm blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a first-world problem. <laughs> yes, that is. All right, I've got a few more, so you want to save it? Yeah, we'll, we'll do those uh, after the guests. Okay. I have to get our first guest on the line. In the meantime, why don't you talk about MagnaGuard? All right. Well, man, I'm giving it to everybody now. Everybody's getting Magna Guard, all the new horses that come in because it's a nice, I mean, I'm supposed to read the commercial and it's great, but it's a Magna Guard gastric support product. And basically just go, it's, it's like a, just a nice clay that goes in they eat it. They don't mind it. They lick it up. It's Magna Guard gastric support product. It helps prevent ulcers and other gastric issues by giving your horse the happy tummy he deserves. And again, all these horses that come off the track and from the rescue, I just put them all on it because it helps them in two ways. First, there's magnesium in it. It's a natural calmer. So it keeps the gut feeling great, which allows the horses to relax. It also contains important trace minerals. It's all natural. It, there's no negative side effects to feeding it. And people are reporting healthier, shinier coats, less colic, healthier hooves, and overall healthier horses. And <clears throat> guys, it's like it's free. There's a discount code. You get 15% off of your order at eagleequine.com. It's a one-time use coupon. So stop up. All their products come with a money-back guarantee, so if you're not satisfied, you can contact Eagle Equine Products for a full refund. Again, eagleequine.com, discount code HRN, 15% off. You're welcome. All right, let's get our first guest on the line. I'm so excited about to talk to her because not many people in the world get to do what she does. And then also, auditors, hang on for the after show. I have something really fun planned for that, too. Well, I'm so excited that we have Lisa Vaccaro on here, and she is the Scarlet Knight of Rudkers. That's right. She gets to ride her horse into a stadium full of screaming red fans. Vaccaro, Glenn. Vaccaro. Vaccaro. We just went over this. <laughs> I did that so you'd correct me. Um, Lisa, you are also, I got to say, the wife of one of our auditors, Megan. And that's how I found you, because she posted, because she was so proud of you, that you get to be the mascot, that she posted it everywhere. And I saw it and said, well, we got to get Lisa on. We got to find out how you become a Scarlet Knight. Uh, so tell us about what's the process to become a, a major football team's mascot? It, there wasn't too much of a process. If oh. I was kind of the understudy, I don't know. If this, well, is this not a good topic then? <laughs> no, we don't want to talk to you anymore, though. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I got the gig through a client who 
knew somebody and they needed a backup and they asked me if I could do the job. And yeah, but I, let me, let me stop you. Let me stop yeah. you because I am sorry. I am unfamiliar with the Scarlet Knight of Rutgers. I don't watch football. I don't participate. So before you tell us what you tell it, first of all, just tell us what it is that you do with a horse. So as the mascot during the commercial breaks after a touchdown, we ride through the end zone after they score to cheer on the crowd before the cheerleaders do their thing as part of the celebration every time the team scores and we're part of the opening ceremony that welcomes the team onto the field. Now, when you say mascot, that gives me the impression of like somebody in a giant costume with like a big bobblehead type thing, but that's not what you do. What what are you wearing when you're doing this? I just Googled a picture of it. (laughs) Yes, it is a custom-made fiberglass night suit. With the sword, yeah, and, and, and your horse paper. is completely covered, too. Yes. Yes, he's covered from head to toe in a, it's called a caparison. I think I said that right. That I learned from the jousting troops that we had to call for advice to uh, <laughs> get it fitted for him. So, it, 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 you're wearing... Like a giant suit of armor, basically. But you're saying it's fiberglass, so it's not that heavy? It's not that heavy. It sure looks like a giant suit of armor. And yeah, your horse's cover, like his his nose and his eyes are are visible. But he's also wearing some boots, probably to not turf up the place. But this this is just an amazing thing. Tell us about the horse that you are using for this. So the horse is actually owned by a friend and boarder of mine. Um, I met her through our Mounted Police Despooking Clinics. I host at my farm here in New Jersey, and we trail ride every Tuesday. And when they called, I said, I have at least two horses that I know could do the job. One was mine and one was his, and he is bigger and shows up better on the field. And so we chose to go with him and he's a good egg who's got a million trail miles on him. And this is just one really weird trail ride for him. So you didn't take any extra. I mean, this is a little over, this is a little beyond anything else a horse has to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. saw some of the video, first of all, it's packed full of 40,000 screaming fans, all in red. Everybody's in red. And yes. uh, they are they go nuts when you come in. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yes, they do. Um, it's The horse is a big cherished part of it. And uh, so we're super lucky to get to do it. And the great part about horses that have had good experiences and good training on them is that they start to learn that people do really weird things, but they're not going to hurt them. And so a lot of the prep work was him understanding that the tubas are really just weird people <laughs> they're not going to hurt them. And the speakers are controlled by the people and they're loud, but we do use earplugs to protect his ears because they're loud for our human ears. I can only imagine what it's like to be a horse in that situation. And okay. it's important for that they know their job. So we practiced so he knew where to go and what he had to do. So when he gets out there, he kind of knows where he's going. So he's not just lost and uh, hoping that I tell him what to do. He's my partner there, and we're going to get through it together. So uh, in, in, I go. I, I live in Norman, Oklahoma, the home of OU, and OU has these two ponies, mini horses, that they carry this the cart, and they get, every time I touch it on the score, they gallop out into the, uh, like, around the 50-yard yard line and then come right back, right? So it's a boomer and sooner, and they're in the sooner schooner, okay? Stupid. Um, Which, but, by the way, I got to throw in here while you mentioned that, that we might have them on the next driving episode, so. Oh, well, okay, perfect. Well, they're down the street from me, so I'm neighbors with them. But I've got to say, two games ago, the score was 76 to zero. Oh my God. Okay. For OU. <laughs> and all I could think about was those poor damn ponies must have been exhausted galloping out that many times. Now, does your school score that much? I mean, they played Western Carolina. That's who they're beating. And they're like a main school. Right. But like, well, how did, are you exhausted after the game? Or are you kind of like mm, kind of bored? 
It's, it's pretty exhausting. They're, they're doing very well this season. So <laughs> we've gotten a lot of practice. Um, and it, but it, you know, we do our thing and then we get to take a chill and have a nice stand a spot with a nice breeze backstage. I keep, I keep calling it under the stadium in the tunnel uh, until we get to go again. So, so have, that's what you do. You hang you out know, in the tunnel till you go morning. again. You just yeah. hop off and hang out. Oh yeah. my God. You Hopping guys did. Off is a little interesting. Uh, so sometimes I just stay on. <laughs> this because last the, game was 61 to 14. Yeah. You were tired. <laughs> Yes, we were tired. And the other one, yeah. So we got a lot of 45 to 13. Yeah, you get your, your, give that pony a carrot. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, so when you he were a little kid, did you ever imagine you'd be in front of 40,000 screaming fans? No, not at all. That's <laughs> not usually, I'm, I'm not a sports person by nature. I'm a horse person. And it's been, it's been an experience. So, <laughs> but it's great. What was it like no, for you? We talk about the horse. What was it like for you the first time you rode in and all the fans were there? It was it was awesome. It's it's definitely a rush. You know, I'm focused on the horse and we, we have to do this and we have to survive this and we have to do it right. So, but once you get we did the first one, it was like a sigh of relief. Everything went well. You it hits you that like wow, this is really cool. And there's a lot of kids that are super excited to see the horse. So nice to be able to wave to them and they get excited when you see them back so it's uh it's awesome and i did hear that i heard what you said you also train the police horses for new york i host bill ritchie national mounted police services the spooking clinics at my farm in new jersey we have had new york officers come and do the training so we host those clinics for civilians and officers a couple times a year so luckily, my horses are pros at going through that stuff. So when they've gone through lights and fire and sirens and smoke, this was just a big off-farm extrapolation of what we've done with them in the past. So they were prepared. I often wondered, with clinics like that, are there horses that flunk out that just are never going to get used to this stuff? And if so, what would you say the percentage is? How many, how many pass and how many are, uh, we need to do something that doesn't involve fire and rocks being thrown at it? We have never truly had a flunky at one of the clinics that I've hosted. I'm sure there are some, but a lot of times with everything in horse training, sometimes it's too soon. You don't want to overface your horse, whether it's with jumping or lights and fire. And if you do it in a methodical, systematic way and make sure that they have enough training going in that they at least understand the basics of how to be ridden and what's expected of them, most horses will surprise you with how much they'll do. And they'll figure out what it is that they're supposed to do and that nothing hurt them. So you see their confidence get built up when they did these scary things and nothing bad happened. So very few horses truly get kicked out but they um, some certainly have more sensitivities it would be different we do them for civilians so i'm talking from a civilian perspective obviously some horses do not make it on the streets of a mounted unit but right. that's not my department i mean you can teach a horse anything some just might have some more sensitivities glenn than others might and you may have to work a little slower with some i would imagine Yes. And that's what's nice about challenging your horse systematically. You learn what they do and don't like. Some horses really don't like weird sounds. Some horses are fine with sounds, but don't like weird things by their feet. And you learn each horse and how you can help them through those situations. How do you need to ride them so they understand or don't maybe see it head on that they can get the job done without freaking out. And that's what's really good about experiencing those things with your horse. You create that partnership that you can help them help themselves through that situation as a rider. So you don't just sit there and hope that nobody dies. It's interesting you say that because uh, you know, when I'm driving Scooter, when we drive around the neighborhood, the one the one time I took him out, there were pavers, there were street cleaners, all kinds of equipment on the road. He wanted to go right up to him. He walked right up to him and practically crawled on the thing. Yet a little tiny rustling in the woods behind him, he's gone. You know, he hears yeah. leaves rustling in the woods. That's his trigger. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it from an instinct perspective, if something's hunting them or stalking them, it's going to be quiet. It's going to right. make a little rustle. 
if it's going to eat them, cleaning the streets, making a lot of noise doesn't seem like a good way to hide and pounce on a horse to eat it. So mm-hmm. they, they can kind of differentiate that. And going back to talking about if they understand humans do all this weird, noisy stuff, it, it helps. They see people are involved and they think, well, maybe people have food for me and I should go up there. The first time I put the suit on for the, the night costume, I went over and I fed the horses their favorite treat. If you see this weird thing approaching you, think good things. You know, they say, uh, what is it? Synapses that fire together, wire together. If they see me like that, I want them to think only positive things. So yeah, yeah because a lot of horses way. just seeing you walk up in that outfit <laughs> be gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? I, I did Medieval Feast for a long time. We had an acting company, and uh, our knight did wear the armor that weighed about 80 pounds. Um, and now you know why they had to have a crane, a winch system, to get them on their horse. They basically winched him up and walked the horse underneath him and dropped him on the horse. Because you, yeah. it's almost impossible to get up otherwise. <laughs> it's too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even this one, it's awkward. So it, it's definitely a bit comical every time I get on and off. <laughs> For me, at least. Well, this is, sure so, this is so cool. We have listeners that do the coolest things, uh, and uh, let, let's hope the team keeps doing well, but, you know, maybe not 80 to nothing. There should be a cutoff at some <laughs> point. If you're winning 50, it's like, you know, some games, if you're winning, like, 52 to nothing, they could just stop the game. Maybe, maybe we should consider that, uh, especially for Oklahoma. <laughs> picking up, picking on, poor what, West Virginia? <laughs> so... All right. Well, thank you, Lisa. Appreciate you joining us. Western Carolina. You're oh, very sorry. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. These horses get fit, man. <laughs> they do. And it was so funny that you mentioned the, the Oklahoma ponies because I got a message today that they might be on the next driving show. So, so that's funny that you mentioned. They that. don't say much. No. So, uh, I no. They. Well. Scooter talks a lot, so maybe we could get them to talk to. So know. who are you going to interview? The driver, the handler? I think because there's a person that takes care of them I think, and gets them ready to all their I think it might be things. the trainer or somebody. I'm not sure. I didn't set it up. So uh, I'm not sure who we're talking to at this point. I can't wait to find out because there's a the person that has Boomer. They, they kind of get passed around from farm to farm here, I think, because it's so much work. Uh, but a friend of mine had them for the for you know for a couple years but it is not it doesn't average out to a lot of pay for they have to do all these public appearances oh i bet i have to ask about that and forgot i imagine she does too yeah i would imagine public appearances they have but they have to you know keep the harnesses and the schooner and their white ponies you know i mean just the amount of work to get them ready for an appearance or a game is insane. And so they don't usually stick around with somebody too long because they get tired of it. And they're like, somebody else do it. Well, and we all know that there's no money in college football to pay them, right? Uh. I know. It's really sad. (laughs) They're barely scraping by. (laughs) All right. Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls and licky things. Help combat stall boredom by providing your horse with entertainment in the stall. At the same time, providing them with much needed minerals and nutrients that are either not found in other treats or a left at the bottom of the boxer bin. I did see a post the other day from somebody who had, was using Uncle Jimmy's for the first time. and they No, hung, no, no. It's a first world problem. I'm, it's coming up. <laughs> they hung it near a wall, which it says specifically not to do, but apparently they didn't read directions, oh. you know, because horse people, we all know they all read directions. Um, they hung it near a wall and we're wondering why the horse ate it in about half a day. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 These are supposed to be hung. The wall. <laughs> yeah, these are supposed to be hung in the middle of the stall, so they have to work at it, so that they can't pin it against something, because they will figure out to pin it against something in about two seconds. Um, so yeah, you're supposed to hang them away from the wall, so that so that they can't pin it against it and eat now, it all in one shot. We will have a really traumatic Uncle Jimmy's. Squeezy buns coming up, uh, stories coming up in oh, really? the first world problems. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so that's All what right. I was talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know about Don't that. Spoil it. <laughs> so get your Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls, licky things, squeezy buns at your local tack or feed dealer or online at uncle-jimmies.com. And now it's time to do something we haven't done in a very long time. The Ann from Horse Nation is back. 
It's Monday. That means it's time for Horse Nation to stop by with some cleverly written horse stories. Or just some silly nonsense. I feel like it's been forever since we've talked to Deanne. Hello, Deanne Sloan from Horse Nation. How are you? I feel like it's been forever, too. I was thinking about that today when I was getting my computer out and, like, re-signing into Skype. <laughs> and like, I was like, it's been a while. Uh, it has. It has. How have you been? I've been good. I've been busy. I mean, as a result, I've had to, like, bow out of all these engagements I actually wanted to do to, like, you know, earn money and stay married and stuff. <laughs> details details come on you have your priorities <laughs> well, all wrong actually i think enough, uh, my husband gets tired of minding the three children so sometimes you have to compromise well there is a cup there are a couple things that have been floating around the internet that i don't think i've seen quite the extreme reaction to either one of these things in I don't know it's been a long time and one is the what you posted and it's called the tweet that broke the horse internet. And it was a question. Why don't you, what did you read the question? Uh, read the okay, tweet. Okay, so it was a tweet, hence the title, right? That I, I have to be honest, I'm only on Twitter sporadically. So whenever I see viral tweets, it's because Facebook tells me, which yes. probably lets everyone know exactly how old I am. But, Same. <laughs> you know, so it goes. But somebody had shared on Facebook. So, of course, I had to go look it up on Twitter um, that Twitter user Ray Redacted tweeted, question, do people who own horses typically walk around with a photo of themselves and their horse? And the reason he posed this question was because he had seen a picture or somebody had posted a picture from what appears to be tractor supply, just looking at the shelves. Not that I would know that just by seeing two shelves um, with a taped sign that said ivermectin will only be sold to horse owners must show pic of you and your horse. And so he poses this question, do horse people actually carry around photos of themselves and their horses? And horse Twitter went wild, as one would expect. <laughs> I was like, I saw that before it was the thing. I mean, it just uh, somebody shared that. There's 43,000 comments. <laughs> On Twitter. That's not including Facebook because people went crazy. I'm like... Do I have a photo of myself and my horse? Hold my beer. Like, yes. I <laughs> Let me show you 9,000 photos of my horse and myself that uh, immediately will pop up in my phone first. You know, I don't even need to open the phone. Let me show you my screensaver. Yes, I have a husband. Yes, I have a child. My horse is my screensaver. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that because mine 100% is too. And I remember, <laughs> I think, after I had the twins some very well-meaning person that I knew from grad school was like, oh, you just had a new baby. I guess I know what your screensaver is. And I showed him my phone and it was my horse. You're like, yeah, <laughs> I, you know what? I give the rest of my life to that baby. Let me have something. <laughs> I'm but, like, oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> I know. I know. So, so what were some of the responses? Obviously the ones that we, we came up with, but what were some of the the highlights? Well, and like one of, I love, there were just so many. And I mean, to be fair, they were redundant because I think literally every horse owner everywhere went like, duh. <laughs> duh <laughs> is water wet. <laughs> right. Like somebody was like, LMAO, is this a serious question? Or uh, yeah, is water wet? Um, and I'm trying to find one where it was like, it was like, you clearly don't know horse people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. You've never met a horse girl, have you? <laughs> or, bruh, that's the majority of my camera roll. Uh huh. Uh -huh. One of my favorites was like, got to be honest, that's like half the point of owning the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a poll on the auto room. This is only an hour old because I just put it up this morning when I saw your crush, what you were going to talk about. And I said, uh, do you have more pictures of your horses or your family in your phone? Now, the family includes children, right? Isn't that include children? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. normally one would assume. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was 67 votes for horses and seven votes for family. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel like anytime I go to show people pictures of my kids, which I like don't do that often. I'm not the person who like whips out unsolicited pictures of my children. However, I do whip out unsolicited pictures of my dogs and horses. Yes. <laughs> right. When right. Somebody, like, 
asks how old the twins are or how they're doing or like the same with my older one and I have to like scroll through I have this like half moment of like mom guilt when I'm with somebody who's not a horse person and I just have to keep scrolling up to get to pictures of my children we were, and if you want to find a picture of like me with my husband like good luck that's five years old <laughs> we were at uh, a, a horsey convention for media this weekend and uh, some of the people there I've known for years through the horse world and this weekend's the first time I learned they have children. <laughs> so we, Are you serious? Yes, I didn't know they had children. <laughs> because they don't post. You think a lot, you're right, absolutely on Facebook. How many, if, if I went through, and I have maybe 3,000 friends, and they're mostly horse girls, right? But if I went through their Facebook feeds, I bet you 99% of them, I would not find a picture of them and their husband. No, you would have to look really far back in mine. Like, I think. <laughs> I think like four years ago, we like my sister-in-law had us do professional family photos when we went to Florida. But like literally this is four years ago and that's probably the last picture I have of me and my husband. (laughs) And the funniest part is like the photographer is trying to make it seem candid. You know, those like beach photos when you're staring lovingly into each other's eyes as you naturally do. And someone just happens to take a picture I, like, couldn't do it. I laughed the whole time. So, like, there are no (laughs) good pictures of my husband and me because, like, I think the more realistic ones are, like, me flipping off the camera or doing something really ridiculous. Like, I will have a a moment happen with my two two two-year-olds and whip out my camera and snap 12 pictures of it. Yet, I went, I got all dressed up and went out to dinner with my husband last week, and we didn't take one dang picture and like i was looking good like why wouldn't i take photos like let's take a a photo of ourselves because we actually uh, tried this time and nothing nothing yeah no like i every once in a while i'm like i need to have somebody take a picture just to like have there be proof that my hair does go into a style that is not a frizzy knot on the top of my head (laughs) exactly That's funny. So funny. It's so true. Now, the next thing that I want to talk to you about, which is probably one of the funniest videos I've ever seen, which is the guy that is doing. Yes. Tell us about this. Do you know who these people are? I don't. They're like people on Facebook who went viral. And so like, you know, cool. (laughs) And And so I had, and then I feel bad. People totally called out the post because they were like, so I was on Facebook and I saw the promo for this post. So I clicked on it and it redirected me to Facebook. And I was like, yeah, well we can't, you know, like we don't want to like rip off people's stuff, but we definitely want to point you to funny things. (laughs) Yes. And that is Um, what this is. It's a, it's a dad and his daughter and he is acting like the horse in this video. And if you haven't seen this, it's a tuck to the sound of cotton and Joe. So that might ring a bell. I feel like every horse person has seen it, but there are so many things. Oh my God. So... Like, literally the best part. He takes off his like black dad sneaker and like throws it like over. His throat <laughs> and then starts looping away. I think yeah. I like peed my pants. <laughs> I mean, I love the fact when he, the little girl is like, trying to pick up his foot and he's just leaning on her yes. and, and then getting the grass on the other side of the, everything about it was so funny. And the, I just, I want to, I want to get to know these little this little girl and her dad. Like, I just want to be friends with them. I love that. You're like, I want to get to know this little girl and her dad. And I'm like, I want to have beer with these people on a Friday night. Because, like, <laughs> it would be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, taking the, the gut when he's taking the blanket up, we go through the whole thing. It's hilarious. Uh, if people haven't seen this, tell them where to go see this video. So if you have not seen it, it now it's a post from September 9th. So it's a like slightly older on horse nation, but you can go on and search a day in the life or honestly, if it's on the right sidebar. So if you just scroll down a couple rows, it's there. And the featured photo is like this guy with a halter around his neck and the cross ties standing on one leg, which again, just entertained me so much because I feel like my mare and not to anthropomorphize her at all, but like I do right that like she does that like passive aggressive move where she's not bad in the cross ties, but she's just going to like pick her foot up or like swing her hip just a little, just to be like, "Mm, I'm not standing here because I know I'm supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) again not to give her human characteristics and make her passive aggressive whatever that says about me but like 
Oh my god. And, but yes, but so it's this guy standing on one leg with a halter around his neck and it's fabulous and amazing. Yeah. You have to see it. You have to see it. And I think too the when he rolled in the dirt pile. And so he finds Glenn the 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 biggest dirt pile on the whole place, right? And lays down and rolls in it. And then he gets up and he freaks out for like 30 seconds, five seconds, and then he's like, okay, cool. Which is what they do. They jump up and they go crazy, and then now, okay, they walk. And then they walk away like nothing happened, right? That's so funny. Oh my God, it's great. And so I do want to know who these people are. Let's do collectively some research and let's find out who these people are. Let's reach out to them and be like, do you want to be on Horses in the Morning? Yes, we need to get that guy on for sure. Yeah. He's he's the ultimate horse dad husband right there. Yeah. Right, for sure. Absolutely. Well, Dion, thank you so much for being on with us. And everybody can go read all of these. And another uh, video the, uh, thing you guys posted, which was the Operation Wild Horse, giving them a standing ovation. Go check out all of those videos and more and articles on horsenation.com. Dion, thank you so much for joining us and being on with us. We we missed you. I know. I missed you guys, too. So and thank you for having me back, even after I like was MIA for a while. It's okay. We still love you. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Sure thing. Bye. All right. Let's finish up with the question, first world problems, and then we have a fun topic to get to in the post show for the auditors as well. All right. I got to find out where was I here? Okay. Do you want to play the intro again? No, we just jump right in. Just jump right in. More equestrian first world problems from our auditors. These are the serious things that we have to deal with in the horse world. It's sad because Hannah had to miss out on two awesome clinics near her, including Maggie Pritchard came out to teach Arizona, to teach side saddle in Arizona. And uh, there was a mandatory attendance annual fundraiser at work the exact same day. (laughs) She travels a lot for doing that anyway. I feel like it should not be mandatory to do something on the weekend. If you are a boss and you're listening, you cannot make things mandatory on the weekend. Yeah, I used to have that too. They used to happen to us too. Oh, yeah. Um, Anna says that it's supposed to be perfect riding weather all week long, but I'm going on a kid-free vacation with my husband. (laughs) God! Probably to some warm, exotic location. You could be riding (laughs) all weekend, and I think she lives way up north, so this is like the one week it's going to be nice. Um, Aaron says, I have a wonderful riding buddy. I do ride with every weekend, and I take like a million cute pictures of her and her horse. But she doesn't ride with her phone, so I like never get any pictures of me with my horse in the beautiful places we ride, and it's not fair. That is not <laughs> fair, and you need to reconsider who you are hanging out with, Erin, and you can play this. Tell her, get your phone, or at least side pass on up to me so I can hand you my phone, and then back away and take some pictures of the beautiful views. Or tell her you are not going to send her any more photos of herself. Just all selfies all the time. Um, <laughs> Carrie says, I'm on vacation all week, but none of my riding friends are. <sighs> <laughs> um, two, two more for you. Bailey says, the new indoor arena is going to be ready to use this week, which I'm so excited for. But now I won't be able to blame the rain on why I don't feel like riding sometimes. Ah. <laughs> Bailey, <laughs> if you have access to a covered arena yeah, you're and making... you don't feel like riding, do you know how angry you make yeah, me Yeah, you right just now? pissed a bunch of people off there. <laughs> I am yeah. so dying. I just need one. Okay. My husband, I'm like, please make captain. Please make captain. <laughs> He's like, but I'll work more. I'm like, it's okay. Just make captain. <laughs> make that money, baby. Uh, McKin- final one. And I referred to this one earlier. This is very sad. Mackenzie says, I think he's intentionally I just- trying not to make captain, by the way. Probably. <laughs> I just received my container of Uncle Jimmy's squeezy buns yesterday for my sweet, sweet mare. And apparently, my three dogs broke into the box oh, no. and ate them all. Oh, no. And they even left the wrappers all over my garage. And now my mare has none until my new order comes in. Do you know, Mackenzie, what's going to happen? They did not leave wrappers all over the garage, all the wrappers. 
You're going to find some well, wrappers in the yard. Mackenzie, <laughs> we were just at their factory, and I happen to know they put 68 squeezy buns in one of those tubs. So you better you better start counting. Cause. Yeah, there's, <laughs> the, the, you ain't going to find 68 wrappers, I'll tell you that. That's a lot of sugar for, for dogs. That's a, oh, my. I hope they're big dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's all I could think of is that's a lot of that's a lot of sugar in there. That is a lot of poop with yes. wrappers in it. There's probably some runs involved too. <laughs> so uh, I would I keep them outside for a little couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Preempt the mess and the cleanup. Yeah. Just puppies stay outside today. Oh, okay. And turn your Roomba off. Turn your oh, room off. <laughs> Turn that off. Don't use that. <laughs> That's a nightmare. All right, everybody, have a great day. Don't forget to spay, neuter, and geld. And we're going to have a post show for you. Here we go. Oh, on my strike. God. It's it embarrassing. I finally end the show myself. You I caught me off guard. <laughs> All right. I. I won't play the opener for the show. I'll save you from that today. Because of what we just talked about, I think it would gross me out. So Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> the poop sounds too yeah, much. Today it would have been too much. So um I have a I saw this thing on Reddit. There's actually some very interesting things on Reddit. Some that are not for public consumption in any way, shape, or form. And then they occasionally they have some horse things. So you, you know what Reddit is, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. All right. So Reddit is kind of old school forum. <laughs> That's all the way I can describe Reddit. Um, but they asked a question, and I put it in the auditor room. So let me bring that up. Let me bring the answers up, because I thought that auditors might have some good answers, too. If all animals were horse-sized, which would be the most majestic to ride into battle with? Now, it didn't. the question was not mean and nasty. It was majestic, right? But there were a lot of the people saw mean and nasty, and you know that's the route they went. So let me go over some of the answers we got. Around. Well, so, how did people take that as mean and nasty? Well, they would put things like, "Well, I'll I'll show you <laughs> um, a fox that would be majestic, right? A large fox majestic. riding into battle, yeah. A Bengal cat that would be majestic for sure. Um, okay. Then uh, a lion that would be that would be majestic and fearsome. You know that would be a warthog." I don't think that's so majestic. That's I don't think that's what we're going for. Yeah, a wolf would be good. A honey badger. I don't Again, think that's ma- not majestic. <laughs> no, very very good fighter though. I mean, yes. you would win a battle. <laughs> a tiger. That's a good yes. one because they're majestic. Uh, I love this one. A dalmatian. <laughs> that would be good. That would be majestic. Um, a cat. There's something you know. A lot of cats are very fierce. So. A Black Panther would be a really good one because majestic and fierce. I think I that's just a good Googled one. what is the most majestic and beautiful animals white tiger, snow leopard, red panda, <laughs> regular tiger, and then a panther. So, yeah, yeah. And I then don't the think, wolf. yeah, I don't think you're getting a lot of fear from a giant panda, but <laughs> maybe I don't know. Like, oh my God, it's so I love Jillian's answer. She said, I'm riding a Jack Russell. I don't know about Majestic, but but people be like, she's freaking crazy. I'm not going after her. (laughs) (laughs) And she put, and I could jump anything. Like Dan, like a building perhaps, probably. (laughs) So that's true. This one's good, an eagle. That's a good one. Even better is the next one. Laura said a hummingbird. He's already armed with a sword. (laughs) That's pretty good. And it will... Not kill anybody because it's too busy looking for food. Do you have sugar in your pocket? I'm gonna pull it out. And they'll call him Doctor Stabbington. <laughs> so, uh, rooster, rooster's good. Rooster's majestic, majestic. looking and no, nasty. Not majestic, we, but they'll scare the heck out of somebody. <laughs> We've had some uh, a Maine coon cat. That's a good one too. Um, somebody put hornet. Now that would just scare the crap out of you, I think. Um, Do you know what I was thinking when they when somebody put the bees? Like they're going to stab one person and then they're going to die. So well, you're not going to win. I didn't think about that. Um, a fire ant. <laughs> that's not majestic. <laughs> not majestic, but again, very effective. Very effective. Uh, somebody. Uh, so I, I'll go back to Reddit now. A polar bear. Well, yeah. that's a good one. That is a good one. So the, I think the best one that they came up with on Reddit that I saw, and by the way, there were 47,000 answers on Reddit. Uh, somebody put a wombat. 
I don't think that's majestic. I don't know what wombats exactly look like, but I'm not sure that's majestic. Somebody said a skunk, a horse-sized skunk. (laughs) You win! (laughs) This is the winner, though. And I had to think about it for a minute. A peacock. So think about a full-size peacock with his little feathers spread. And somebody said, imagine riding out with his tail feathers fully spread, concealing an entire army behind you. That's actually pretty smart. It is. <laughs> when I saw this and you posted, I was like, what would I want to ride into? Be like a horse size ride into battle um, besides a horse. I was thinking, I was like, ooh, you know what would be vicious is a velociraptor. Like a huge velociraptor. And then I thought, that's probably not majestic. They're pretty weird. Somebody said a but- porcupine. That'd be effective. Very effective, yes. (laughs) A large porcupine? It's like having a thousand spears all around you. How are you going to ride it, though, Glenn? Oh, that's true. You'd need to shave the top part. (laughs) (laughs) Or have a really, really thick saddle. Um, Let me see what else here. Uh, Corgi. (laughs) No, that's not majestic. (laughs) And very low. Can you imagine how big the body would be? How short the legs are? (laughs) <laughs> you're not go- You're not so, getting away from any. Everybody uh, on their feet are taller than you. Somebody said it'd be easy to mount. That's <laughs> true. It's like sitting on a couch. There were a lot of spider answers, but again, not majestic in my opinion. How about a millipede? Think about that. A horse-sized oh, millipede. Oh, gross. <laughs> Taking forever to get anywhere with their thousand little legs going. <laughs> now, this one was... I don't think majestic. I don't consider these majestic, but boy, it would be like the Jack Russell, a chihuahua. Nothing majestic about a chihuahua. Sorry. Here's a good one. How about a praying mantis? It will eat your head after it meets with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's majestic, though, uh, for sure. A lot of cats, a lot of Maine Coon cats, a lot of those. Um, A golden retriever. But they're so fluffy and cute. I don't know. Uh, the, the, you know, I don't know if you. But see, the golden retriever could work in your favor because what enemy is going to want to attack a giant golden retriever? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, so that could work in your favor for sure. But I think peacock. I'm I'm going with peacock wins the day. Okay, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, well, that's you what I'm going can with. Peacock your way into victory, <laughs> I guess. Somebody said a lobster. Um. But then you'd have to be no. underwater and you'd probably drown. So there's that. I mean, like, I would ride a dolphin into battle. <laughs> Somebody said a sloth. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> he said, let the battle come to you. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Which was kind of funny. <laughs> all right, that's enough silliness for one day. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. I'm tired. And a all long right, weekend. Me too. We'll no see y'all. Feel, feel better, buddy. Congratulations. All right, you made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse. <laughs>